may be seated. Father, we just come to you in that name that is above all names, Lord, the lovely, beautiful, precious, holy, perfect name of Jesus. Lord, we love you and we thank you, God, for their power that's in that name, God. We thank you for the victory that's in that name, God, the healing that is in that name, the deliverance, God, that is in that name, and Lord, the salvation, God, that is in that name, Lord. We thank you for every good and perfect gift that comes from above, God. We are so, so grateful. Thank you for the way that people worship this morning, God, and thank you for the Word of God that's going to come forth this morning, God. I know that you have something to say to us this morning from your Word, God, and I just pray, God, that your Spirit would uh, would just, uh, Lord, we would have, uh, we would worship you in spirit and in truth today, God, that the Spirit would just uh, testify to this Word, God, and bring life, God, to people, Lord. Let, let people come alive, God, who are dead in their trespasses and sin, God. Let people become aware, God, of their own sinfulness and, God, the need of a Savior, God. Let people, uh, God, become aware that, Lord, you have the power, God, that you've already opened prison doors, God, and that they now have the power to walk out, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that addiction can't hold them back, God, that, that depression can't hold them back, God, that loneliness can't hold them back, God, that there's nothing that can hold them back, God. We just thank you, God. We thank you, God, that today, God, miracles are going to happen, Lord. We thank you that lives are going to be touched, God, not only here in this sanctuary, but God, all out over the internet, God. We thank you that, Lord, the power of Jesus Christ is not limited, God, to this place, God, but, it, but your, your omniscience and your non-presence goes everywhere, God. Your omnipotence, God. Lord, you are mighty and you are, you are awesome. And God, as we're seeing in this, in this book of, uh, of, of Revelation, Lord, we are seeing that you win. You win, God. You win. You win. We see the victory of Jesus, and we're so grateful for it, Lord. We pray, God, for our brothers and sisters in Pakistan, God. They're going through a lot right now through a flood, God. We pray for our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine right now, God, who are going through so much, God, right now. We pray, God, we pray for our brothers and sisters, God, in all, all places, North Korea, in China, God, Lord, in Russia, God. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Moldova, God, and in Europe, God, and Asia, and Lord, all over the face of the earth, in Canada, God. We just pray, God, that the power of God would move sovereignly all over this world and that you would be with the bride of Christ everywhere she is, God, and that you would comfort, you would help, you would bring us together, bring us together, God. Lord, not only in local little congregations like this, but God, we're joined together as a body, God, as a body of people by the Spirit of God all over the face of the earth, all over the world together, God, and we need to be joined now. We need each other more now than we ever have needed each other, God. And so we just thank you for that, Lord, and we just praise you for that, God. We glorify you, God. And Spirit of the living God, we say one more time, fall afresh on us today, God. Fall fresh all over this world and bring deliverance and healing and salvation all over the place, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all the saints of God said amen. Give him a hand clap. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lamb of God. Amen. It's so good to see everybody. Last week about this time, we were uh, headed out of here, heading to the hospital, and we're glad to say we are uh, grandparents today. So uh, uh, we were grandparents that day, but now she has arrived, and uh, thank you for all the prayers. And so uh, I hope she's watching. Hello, Meredith Joy from Your Granddaddy Loves You. 
And uh, so anyway, be, please be praying for mom and dad and baby. And thank you for everybody uh, that, uh, for your prayers for that. If, you got, if you've got your Bibles, turn to Revelation. And I want you to open your Bible up. We're going to continue our study on the book of Revelation. And today we're going to talk about judgment on religions and governments from victory. Judgment on religions and governments from a place of victory. And we're going to, we're going to be uh, in, in about Revelation 17 and, or 18. If you got 17 and 18, if you got your Bibles, 19 is where we'll be covering today. Next week, man, oh, hallelujah, the millennial. We're going to see some cool things, the binding of Satan. And uh, so if one thing that we, we're trying to do in this study is, is, is to get up a little bit higher and take a 30,000 uh, view, if we so to say, get up high and see the uh, rather than all the intricate details uh, that we'll go back one day and fill in the gaps. But we want to know what the book is all about, uh, kind of from an overview, a big overview, and that's what we're seeing. And and I believe if it's not helping you, it's helping me because the biggest detail and the most important detail that we want to come out of this place with is the victory of Jesus Christ. That's what we He wins. He wins. Wins. And that's what I think we've tried to paint the picture every single weekend or, or, that we've preached on this. We've been trying to come from a place of, hey, despite all that you see in here and all that you see going on in the world, Jesus wins. Our captain wins, the captain of our salvation. He, he is alive and he is coming back and he wins. And so uh, as we read this, we not only want to read this, but we want to, we want to come out of this place of reading this and understanding this and studying this. Uh, we want to come out of this different. We want to come out of this change. We want this by reading this. In other words, if you know he's a victor today and we have victory and we're around that throne with him one day in victory, all whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, shouldn't that affect the way you live now? I mean, if you know you win... Shouldn't that affect, so what, that COVID breaks out? So what, that bad things are going on? So what, that they're suffering in trials? We win. We win. This is not forever. We win. This is forever. This is forever. Some of you look really sad today and really defeated. And dear God, I pray that the Word of God will just break whatever is on you off today and that you will be shouting the shout of victory before this day is over. I know we have rough weeks. I know I have them every week. But man, like my wife said, Brad, this morning, because I was kind of that way, and she said, we're going to encourage ourselves in the Lord, and we're going to come out of this funk, and we are going to believe God and believe God's Word. So you can, you can stay in that place, or you can choose to come out of that place, amen, and see the victory of our Lord Jesus, and sing the victory of, of our Lord Jesus this morning. So, uh, so we want to come out of this place with a a perspective and a vision of seeing that Jesus wins and it should cause us to live differently. So today we're going to look at this prostitute. I told you last week we're going to look at this prostitute that we find in the Word of God and there's something very interesting about this. It has great implications this prostitute does on the whole entire world. She has um, unbelievable implications and, and so uh, uh, her real focus, how many know there's a real focus? There is a, what we've learned 
learned in this, in this book is there's a real Satan. There is a real beast. There is a real false prophet. And today we're going to learn there is, a real, there is a real prostitute alluring the world away from Christ. She is trying to draw you away from Jesus Christ. And we see this today. And we see, so that, that, that tells us there's real forces at work out here. They're working inside this room. They're working over your minds. They're working every day to cause you to try to, uh, to, to, to pull away from Christ, to try to get you mad at each other, to try to get you depressed, to try to get you given up. There are real forces, real principalities, real powers, and we see them clearly in this place that they're working at. Last week we saw that the seventh bowl was poured out. We saw these bowls of wrath, and we saw the end to God's wrath being poured out on this earth, and we saw that as the end of, we, we started with these seals, and at the end of the seventh seal we saw these trumpets come out, and at the end of the trumpets we see these bowls being poured out, and now we come to the conclusion of God's wrath, and as we see these things unfolding, we begin to understand that the very end is near, and we begin to see this cascading of these things at a very rapid pace, that things are happening on, in the cosmos on earth, and here we come, we saw those seven bowls, but here now John brings us to a place where we come to this little segment that's going to kind of go back and show us what's been going on, something that's kind of going on with this great prostitute, not just a prostitute, but a great prostitute. She is, she is a, she's a mystery according to verse 5 and, and, and that tells me that, that she's something from the Old Testament all the way to this place in the New Testament. She is something, this force that has been moving, something has been happening in planet Earth. Of course, I know this is future. I get that. It, it definitely is. I believe in a future event, but I want to show you how it, it's a mystery that has been working all the way through the ages. This thing's been going on, and this this uh, she is the great prostitute. She is the she is the uh, uh, the mystery Babylon. She represents Babylon. Look at what it says: mystery Babylon, B- Babylon the great mother of prostitutes and of the earth's admonitions. That's what she is doing. She is she is uh, this great prostitute, the mother of all prostitutes, and 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 she is accomplishing something that is so great on planet Earth. The Bible says she has a golden cup in her hands. And look at, look at the verse that says, A golden cup full of the abominations and the impurities of her sexual immorality. Now, if you know Israel, how did they fall into immorality? They fell into immorality through idolatry. And so that's what we're talking about right here. She, this woman is alluring the world away from God. That's her job. She is wanting to allure you away from God and away from Christ. And she wants you to commit these fornications and these abominations uh, that will cause you to come apart from the living God. She is calling out to the world. She's calling out to kings and she is calling out to the world trying to allure you. And let me tell you, she's doing a great job today. No, she's doing a really good job today. Of a drawing, because I, I've, I've read some things this week that are so disturbing from Christians that I, I, I'm fixing to just get, I'm just going to get off of social media. I'm not even on it, but I, I, I follow it through the church. It's a mess. And I'm going to tell you what, Christians are being brainwashed. 
Because there were things that came down this week that I could tell you, and many of you were falling right into line with it. They're, they're just the, 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 the spirit of the age and the lies that have crept even into the church and the lies about the church and the lies about God's Word. And we're falling into this allurement, being sucked in and pulled away by this, this prostitute who is just pulling us away from the things of God. And I watch it because we're all like little, just little, Little little rats on a wheel, and everybody's putting the same thing out there. Like you're just in this hypnotized days. We don't even come up with anything creative. We just take these things and just flash them out there. All everybody, like a ice bucket challenge of dumping things on our head. We're just putting the scriptures that everybody else puts and everything and, 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 and that's all we're getting of the Word of God. We're not diving in. We're not reading it all or we would understand that a lot of these things we're passing around aren't even biblical. They don't even line up with the Word of God. In the context of the Word of God, just because it's Scripture and it has a bunch of stuff under there doesn't mean it's correct, right? So be careful about the allurement uh, that is going on today from all of these things. The Bible says this whore is out there and she is full of abominations and impurities. And we know that prostitutes commit sexual immorality. That's what they do. And that's what she's trying to do. She's calling out to the world to draw people away from God. And so how she does this is pretty interesting. Look at the next verse. It says this. It says she is arrayed with fine uh, look, she's arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and jewels and pearls. This is how she does it. It's like putting Harlan lipstick on a pig, right? Come on, it's, it's like putting veneer on something, but when you get on the top, but when you get under the surface and you've been playing around with her after a little while, a real, you wake up and find out she's really ugly. Right? It's really not what it all was cracked up to be. Listen to what it says next. The kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality with her, the Bible says. In other words, rather than going after God, they go after this woman. They go after this prostitute who is alluring them away from God. She's just wearing them down after a matter of time, alluring them, arrayed with certain things, telling them to come on, trust me. Like the woman in Proverbs who comes around to the men and just woohoo come follow me but the place that you follow her to is hell that's where you begin to go with this woman she begins to do that and this that's what this woman is doing to the kings of the earth she's saying come with me come away from God set up this world system apart from God you don't need that and at first they're saying no way no way we can't do that but after a while 1776 no way would we ever do that but after a while she just wears you down Prayer in school? Nah. She just wears you down. Wears you down. Church, we don't need that anymore. Just wears you down. Drawing you away. And so she goes after, they go after her rather than, rather than God. And, 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 
You have to say, how do different ones climb to power today? Look at the last two presidents we've had in this nation alone. How do these people climb to power? Number one, God is the one who all, all power derives from. But we also see here, it talks about this idea of this woman is elevating people. The Bible says she is through her abominations and through her immorality. And she is, she is drawing them and she is able to put them into places of authority. The Bible says not only is she doing this, she's not only bringing in these kings to follow her, but she has influence over everybody on the face of the earth because look at what it says. She is seated on many waters, the Bible says. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, if you go back in the verse 15 of chapter 17, it says the waters that you saw where the prostitute is seated are peoples and multitudes and nations and languages. She doesn't just go after the leader. She wants influence over you. She wants influence over pastors. She wants influence over the whole world. And we know the prince of the power of the air moves over the whole world. And he's doing his thing and he's using people to to do his bidding all over the world. And the Bible says that she brings people to power and then throngs of people. She convinces to follow these people. Just like we said a few weeks ago, how Hitler and they do all their chants and their salutes and they wear their marks and they begin to pledge allegiance to these world leaders. And that's exactly what she does. She puts one in office and then all the people, the Pied Piper plays and they all follow after her. And that's exactly what she does. She casts her spell over the whole earth, and they move into becoming a stupid world. Just like we've become in this day. Because you want to know why? Look at what it says. Because with the wine of whose sexual immorality, the dwellers of the earth become drunk. They become like drunk people. They become just at the allurement of the, that she pulls and, and the spell that she cast on the world and the way they begin to follow the beast and the beast system and this prostitute. The way that they're pulled away from God, they just began to be stupid. They just began to be like a bunch of drunk fools following after the world system. And the Bible says she is seated on a beast and he is the power behind her. He is the pimp. He's the one pimping her out. He is the one that is putting her out there. And we know who's behind him because we learned it in verse 12, chapter 12. There is a devil behind her. There's a dragon behind her. So you've got a dragon behind a beast. And now you've got a beast behind a prostitute who is saying, come on. I'm arrayed with fine gold. I got a gold cup in my hand. I got all kind of jewelry for you. I got all kind of things for you. I got all kind of plans for you. Follow me. I got all kind of comfort for you. I got all I can make your world good. Just follow my ways and don't go the way of God. She's not saying it that flat out, but she she'll let you come to church. She'll let you be involved in reading things on the internet and all those sort of things. But she, the Bible says, is global and 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 she's having a seduction over the whole world. It's future, although we're seeing this seduction and this power that's been moving all throughout time. People will begin to line this themselves up behind this king and 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 up behind this kingdom now verse 9 John writes something and he tells us something and this is very important for us he says be wise he says you got to have wisdom about this world system 
He says, you've got to have wisdom about what's happening, young people, to the world system, old people. You've got to have wisdom about what is really going on at this particular point. He says, she's sitting on what would be seven mountains. At this time, when John's writing, they're, they're, this is, it's talking about Rome, for sure, at this time, on these seven mountains, because that's the power that is in place at that time where she's sitting and where she's controlling these empires that are going on. She's drawing these people to herself. So he's beginning to write about all the people that are flocking to these Caesars and to all these people one by one and being allured by her power. These emperors are and the people are. And she's telling them, I will make the world safe. I'll make the world comfortable. I'll make the world secure. You follow me. Your world is being shaken and your world is being shattered. Don't worry about this world. Do you follow me in this world? I'll make you safe. You don't worry about your health care. I got something for your health care. You follow me and you'll be just fine. You don't worry about your 401k and the, and the market and the retirement system. You follow me. I got gold. I got fine jewelry. I'll take care of you. You follow my ways. You follow what I tell you to do and you'll be at peace. You'll have comfort. You'll have security and everything will be okay. You get your college education, young person, and you'll never have to worry. You follow the world system and you go in way and everything will be just fine you'll have comfort you'll have peace you'll have security and one by one just like they did under the Pax Ramona where the Roman Empire promised you follow us and you'll have peace and they bought it they bought it. If we're part of Rome, man, we're good. And I hear the Americans, man, oh, America, America, America. I'll make your world safe, she says. Verse 10 says there were five other kingdoms. And then in John's day, we said it's Rome. But, but here's something that, that, that's very interesting in verse 14. It says, they will come and they will make war with the Lamb. He gives us a reminder right here, and I love it. He says, they will come and they will make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb will conquer them, for He is the Lord of lords and the King of kings, and those with Him are called the chosen and the faithful. And I think He's wanting to tell us right now, while you're looking at a bad picture, and everything seems to be going wrong, and Nero's in charge and all this, and you got things going on in 2020 now, or 2022, whatever year we're in, and even in the day where they get to this day, when you say, man, things are bad, things are going wrong, everything seems to be moving towards a bad picture, and all of a sudden John writes, no, look again, Jesus wins. Look again, Jesus wins. Amen? And that's what he keeps driving the point at, is don't worry, Jesus wins. Never forget this. Always keep this in your forefront of your mind. And John is explaining this. He's explaining about the world to them at this point and to us at this point. He is writing in these things, and he's saying that this world is being controlled by a beast, and this world who is being controlled by Satan, who is being who they are sending out this prostitute that is sitting there alluring people in everything that is beginning to happen happen out there. Satan is there, but God is in real control. God is the one that's really in control of the entire situation. But next, he writes something, and this is where you better start waking up, body of Christ. He says this, and this is where we're coming to in this nation and around the world. When Christians go against this delusional force, 
there will be conflict. Okay? Okay, she's setting up a system. She's alluring you into it apart from God. And now when we stand up and we go against the grain, we are going to be paying a price. Because look at what it says. They, and, and I saw a woman drunk with the blood of the saints and the blood of the martyrs of Jesus Christ. She doesn't like anybody going against this system. She doesn't like it. And we've seen that with COVID. We have seen that with, with standing up against things in the schools now, with gender, craziness and foolishness, with marriage, with homosexuality. We are seeing that when Christians go against the system of this world and this prostitute that is alluring people away from that book and away from God and setting up all kind of institutions, you can set as many churches up as you want to and say certain things are not sin anymore. If that book says it's sin, it will be sin until the day that Jesus Christ comes back. Amen. No society and no leader and no anybody can change that. What God has said, let his yeses be yes and his noes, no. If it was sin a hundred million years ago, it would be sin a hundred million years from now. If it's righteous then, it will be righteous then. And, and so here she is and she's drunk with the blood of saints who come against this system and begin to stand up against it and say, I'm going God's way. And folks, I got news for you. It's not going to be popular to be a Christian from here on out. You're going to have, you're going to, the world is not going to like you. If you, if they persecuted me, they persecute you. If they hated me, they will hate you. All who live godly in Jesus Christ will suffer persecution. Right? So what do we do then? Verse 7. He says, why do you marvel? He said, I'm going to explain what's going on. And he said in verse 9, this calls for wisdom. He says, there's a delusional force that's operating right now in the airwaves. He said, in the cosmos, where we live today, there is a delusional force that is operating right now where we live. And he's saying, he's telling you, get that delusional force is telling you, buy the right car, buy the right house, get the right job, and you'll have safety. Get the right health care, and you'll have, you'll have good health, and, and you'll, never, you'll never have to worry about dying. It's alluring you and say but, but, but John is writing you need wisdom you need wisdom now for the things that, that, that are going on you need wisdom to understand this world system and to understand that this world system get me is falling apart put that into your prosperity pipe and smoke it it's falling apart now, you don't like that. All you good time people don't like preaching like this. But I'm telling you, this is your God's preaching. This is what the Word of God is telling you. I don't like some of the things either. But this is where the world is headed. Because boneheaded people have followed this prostitute. And she's gotten us away from God. And the world system is being built apart from God. And it's not getting better like everybody says. And we're going to usher in a kingdom for God. No, I got news. We messed it up. It's falling apart. And King Jesus... Jesus is coming back. He's the hero. Hallelujah. And I'll ride with him on six white horses when he comes. Hallelujah. 
And John says, you need wisdom because this world is falling apart. And as much as you try to create safety for your children and you, as much as you try to create comfort, as much as you try to create the perfect world, you're going to learn that it completely falls apart. And this is where it ultimately falls apart in the future where we see this finally at its full fulfillment, that we see it completely falling apart. And John says, have wisdom because this prostitute comes out and she looks real good. Come on. And I'm telling you some of you people, some of you think, well I'd never fall to the allurement of a prostitute. I got news for you. Oh yes you will. Man, woman, boy or girl, you better watch out because she is good. She is good. Prostitutes don't come with something bad. They don't come looking ugly. They come seductively and they give you what you want. They give you what you want. They allure you with what they know you want. And that's what draws you in. And that, that's what this prostitute is giving you. Is she's, and Paul and John keeps writing, have wisdom, have wisdom. He says, stay away from her. He says, in chapter 18, 4, he says, come out from her. He says, stay away from this woman. Stay away from this world system that she's bringing into power. Because it's falling apart. It's going to offer you false comfort. It's going to offer you false peace. It's going to offer you false security, but it's really falling apart. And he says, stay away from her and come out from among her people and be ye separate and touch not the unclean thing. Amen. Amen. Verse 16, and then 10 horns that you saw, they and the beast will hate the prostitute. He doesn't necessarily want the prostitute, but he wants what he can get from the prostitute. And like any prostitute, When he's got what he wants, he's done with her. He discards her. He wants her money. He wants wants all of that. And John John says, open your eyes. John is trying to say to us here, listen to me. Listen to me. Open your eyes. He's saying there's a real Satan and there's a real prostitute he's got out there that's trying to lure you away. There's a, she, she's like fish bait. She knows what to put out there for you. It's just like throwing a fish uh, a hook out there and reeling you in because she knows what bait she needs to lure you away from your God. And that's what she's constantly doing over time. Wearing you down. Wearing us out. The prostitute is is everywhere beckoning you. She's everywhere. She's on social media. She's in print material. She's, she's, uh, she's everywhere. She's teaching in, in, in seminaries. She, he, it's in churches. It, it's everywhere. All over the globe, this woman is luring us and trying to bring us in and away from God. And James says it eventually that she if you lure away by her stuff, it leads to death. Sin, when it is conceived, brings forth death. Listen to what happens. Revelation 18 1. Look, after this, after this, I saw and another angel coming down from heaven, having a great authority, and the earth was made bright with his glory. And he called out with a mighty voice, fallen, fallen. Here's her death. Here's what the world system. You want the world? Get ready. Here's what's going to happen. Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place for demons, a haunt for every unclean spirit. Kind of reminds me of where I live now. I can't imagine being here during this time. Good, unclean spirit. 
spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird and a haunt for every unclean and detestable beast. Listen to me. Babylon has fallen. That country, we know it has fallen. We know Rome is desolate. We know America. If, if she does not change her ways right now, we are on the trajectory of every other kingdom that has come before us and done what we have done. They dwindle and dwindle and dwindle until they're no more a byword in history. And if we don't get it right soon, that's exactly where we're headed. And it's this idea that everything begins to slowly fall apart. When you go down and are lured away by this woman, everything begins to slowly fall apart. And they slowly buy into this prostitute. Not at first, but little by little. Just like we did in this nation. Slowly buying in. Just like we've done in families. Just like we've done in churches. Slowly buying in until we're lured away. And the warning that John keeps giving us over and over and over is don't go down this path. Don't go down this path. It, 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 it leaves havoc. It brings chaos. Look at what it says in verse 3 of 18. For all nations have drunk the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality. All nations. This is where it's going to end, folks. This is where we're going to end. This is where humanity is going to come to at the end in the future. It says, and all nations have drunk the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality. And the kings of the earth have committed immorality with her and her murder. Merchants of the earth have grown rich from the power of her luxurious living. In other words, she's brought such chaos. Her sins have reached the heaven, verse 6, to pay her back as she herself has paid back others and repay her double for the deeds, mix a double portion of her cup in the cup that she has mixed as she glorified herself. She lived luxurious, so give her like measure of her torment and mourning since her heart says, I sit queen. I am no widow, and mourning I shall never see. In other words, what she's saying, she's so cocky and confident, I'll be just fine. I sit luxurious. I sit the queen. And she is so foolish and deluded. And so are her followers. I remember 9-11, and we sat there after that day, Folks, you don't think something can happen? I remember 2008. If you watched 2008, the unthinkable happened. I remember David Wilkerson, God had already told him what was going to happen. He said, be at Wall Street tomorrow. And David Wilkerson went down to Wall Street and he watched traders, just the terror on their face as the stock market fell. You remember because all your 401ks crashed on that day, back way back when. And here, and yet we think nothing could ever happen. We sit pretty. We, we are the great United States of America. We can be allured away from God. And yet we can still be proud. Our militaries can still be the finest. And nothing will happen to us. We sit king of the hill. But I'm here to tell you, in one day, everything can fall apart. And everything can change. We sat there at 9-11. I'll never forget. Listening on that radio, scared to death as I heard about the planes going. And buildings falling. And people running in terror. I went home and grabbed Marcy. And I think it was just Caleb born at that time. And I remember going home and just hugging them. And looking at them at the world 
world changed like never before in that day. Our security, our, our, our comfort, uh, all those things that we put our trust in is all of a sudden shaken that, that is going on right there. And, and, and we're deluded, folks. I'm telling you, COVID was another example of that, of where we're living in, in luxury and where we're living in security. And yet how, how that can all change within a moment. It's all a house of cards. Listen to me. Write it in your Bible. It's all a house of cards. Your wealth is a house of cards. Your health is a house of cards. Your security in this earth is a house of cards. But all who are on the rock, they are secure. Amen? Hallelujah. If you've got your hope in anything other than Jesus Christ... It's on shaky foundation. It's on, a, it's on a not so permanent foundation. And your possessions are like a house of cards. Look at what Luke, the writer of Luke, tells us in verse 12, or chapter 12. He says, your possessions are a house of cards. Look at what he says. He says this, take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. And then he told them a parable saying, The land of a rich man, America, produced plentiful. And he thought of himself, What shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and will build longer, larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, You have ample goods laid up for many, many years, preppers. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. We have so much stuff. We think there is security in that stuff, right? Isn't that what we think there's security in? If I could just get a retire enough in my retirement account, I'll be able to live comfortably. We can travel the world, honey. We can do everything we've ever wanted to do. And if we could just have security in stuff, if we can just make sure we got health care when we get done, uh, so that, that as we start getting older, we'll have the best of that. And we start all of these things. And there's nothing wrong with having money. And there's nothing wrong with having health care. And there's nothing wrong with having these things but don't put all your trust in them because they are like a house of cards do you hear me relax eat drink be merry prostitutes calling out get these things get these things you'll be comfortable you'll be okay you'll be set for life and look what happens next God said you fool this night your soul is required of you And the things you have prepared, whose will they be now? You're going to die and somebody else is going to get your stuff. So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. America one time was rich towards God. But sadly, we turn. Timothy, listen to a couple more Proverbs. Proverbs 18. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and he's safe. A rich man's wealth is his strong city and like a high wall in his imagination. Let that marinate a little while. 1 Timothy 6, 17. As for the rich in this present age, he's talking to you. 
Charge them not to be haughty, nor to be set their hopes in on the uncertainty of riches in this present age, but on God, but on God, but on God, who richly provides us with everything we need to enjoy. It's not you providing it. It's not you prepping and storing up. It's God who provides. That's who the hand that you look towards. That's the hand you pray towards. That's who you look towards. If you want to be like a, uh, if you want to be set and secure in the coming days, who richly provides us everything we enjoy, they are to do good and to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. Thus storing up treasure. You want to prep. Prep it in heaven. Thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may have hold of that which is truly life. These things we find security and safety and comfort in can be pulled out so easy. Just like the, the man that we find in the Bible that, that one builds his house on the sand and the other on the rock. Riches come and riches go. But at the end of their life, none of that matters. You're not laying on your deathbed saying, man... I should have accumulated more junk. Man, bring me my shotgun to me. Let me lay here in the bed with it. No, not at that point. Now you're starting to think about eternity and meeting God. And you're starting to think about, I wish I'd have spent more time with my wife. I wish I'd have spent more time with my children. I wish I'd spent more time with the grandbabies. I wish I'd have spent more time doing the things that matter. I wish I'd have taught more. I wish I'd have preached more. I wish I'd have went on mission trips more. I wish I'd have given more. I wish I'd have done all of these things to store up treasure in heaven. Where moth and rust can't get it. I wish I'd done that. Listen to what he goes on to say. She built, it, she, she built all this up, but it just falls apart. She builds this world up to allure all of us. But in one hour, she's burned. One hour, she's gone. Listen to what Revelation 18, 8 says. For this reason, her plagues will come on her in a single day. You want to put your trust in this world system? One day it's going to be gone. One day. Listen, in a single day, the Bible says, death and mourning and famine, she will be burned up with fire, for mighty is the Lord God who has judged her. And the kings of the earth who committed sexual immorality, lived in luxury with her, will weep and wail over her when they see the smoke of her burning. They will stand afar off and fear in fear of her and will wail over her when they see the smoke of her burning. They will stand far off in fear of her torment and say, alas, alas, you great city, you mighty city, Babylon, for in a single hour your judgment has come. It's just falling apart. This world as we know it, this world that we put security in, this world that we put comfort in, this world that we wanted to trust to secure us and make us happy is just falling apart at the seams. And the merchants of the earth weep and mourn for her since no one buys her cargo anymore. Cargo of gold, silver, jewels, pearls, fine linen, purple cloth, silk, scarlet cloth, iPads, cars, houses, junk, all kinds of scented wood, all kinds of articles of ivory, all kinds of articles of costly wood, bronze, iron, marble, cinnamon, spice, incense, steak, everything, frankincense, wine, oil, flour, wheat, cattle, sheep, horses, chariots, slaves, and even human 
souls, the fruit for which the soul longed for has gone from you and all your delicacies and your splendors are lost never to be found again. The merchants of these wares who gain wealth from her stand afar off in fear of her torment, weeping and mourning aloud because if this is all you put your trust in right here, it's going to be a terrible day. If all you've lived for is a house and a retirement plan and to get a college education and a big job, big fat job, CEO of some corporation, man, in one day, the merchants and the wares who gain wealth from her stand off in fear of her torment, weeping and mourning aloud. Alas, alas, for the great city that was clothed in fine linen, in purple, in scarlet, adorned with gold and jewels and with pearls. For in a single hour, all this wealth has been laid waste. They're just devastated. They're just devastated. Their world is rocked. It's all gone. Listen to what it goes on. All the shipmasters and the seafaring men and the sailors and all who trade in this sea stood afar off and cried out as they saw the smoke of her burning. What city was like this great city? And John is trying to write to us and say, everything can fall apart tomorrow. Everything can fall apart. In one hour, everything can be laid waste. Ukraine is a great example of that. People running for their lives. They're moving in tactical nukes. Russia is right now on the coast of Crimea. They're surrounded a nuke plant there and cut off the electricity. And they're in there daring something to happen. I mean, we are in a bizarre world, folks. We are in a world where everything can change in a moment of time. China, we've got ships going right now through the Taiwan Strait. And China's daring us and we're daring China. And Taiwan is sitting there just waiting on the day that China is wanting to come and invade. All that we place our confidence in, rockets, missiles, the greatest weapon systems, putting man on the moon. I remember being young and in the 80s and 90s, man, when the Cold War. I mean, it was they'd see it like the, the Olympics and the and the gold medal come behind. And man, we were we were on top. And I would go to Huntsville and we'd go on field trips and I'd see those rockets and my chest would poke out a little bit because USA, USA, and we were, I mean, we were winning the Cold War and everything was going on just great and just perfectly. But fast forward into this day and time and folks all that we put our trust in and all that we put our hopes in it's right there it's still there right now but folks it can be taken away in a day it can this nation is corrupted and and just dwindling like all of them from within and what we have here in this passage if you want to write this down is we really have the tale of two cities One city that is falling apart 
And another one that next week I'll preach about that is eternal in the heavens. And it is, it is absolutely fabulous. It is absolutely wonderful. It is absolutely no rust, no moth, no, no war, no, no nothing can get to this city. It is unshakable. It is fabulous. It is glorious. And King Jesus reigns in this place. And there will be no, no, no overthrow. There will be no other ruler. He will reign with a rod of iron. And He will reign forever and ever and ever and ever. And it will be absolutely fabulous and absolutely amazing. And of His kingdom there will be no end. Listen to what verse 19 says. And they threw dust upon their heads as they wept and as they mourned, crying, Alas, alas, for the great city where all who had ships at the sea grew rich by her. For in a single hour she has been laid bare. Verse 21. Then a mighty angel took a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea. I believe with the prostitute attached to it because anybody that touches one of these little ones of mine will be worse for them. They'll be like a millstone thrown into the sea saying, so will Babylon the great city be thrown down with violence and will be found no more. Like when you take a rock and you chunk it into the sea, a big old boulder like when I was a kid and you just watch it sink to the bottom. That's what's going to happen to Babylon in this world system. She is just thrown into the sea and just going to sink to the bottom, never be remembered anymore. And the sound of the harpist and the musicians and the flute players and the trumpeters will be heard in you no more. And the craftsmen of any craft will be found in you no more. And the sound of the meal will be heard in you no more. And the light of the lamp will shine in you no more. And the voice of the bridegroom and the bride will be heard in you no more. For your merchants were the great ones of the earth and all nations were deceived by your sorcery. In other words, the system headed by Satan will be gone. No, the system headed by Satan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hold it up. Hallelujah. No, serious. Hallelujah. Maybe Rhett, maybe you got to lose a chromosome before you know how to worship God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's exactly what they do. Rejoice, O Christians. Look at verse 20. Chapter, uh, verse 20. He says, In there now rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and apostles and prophets, for God has given judgment for you, uh, for you against her. She's the one that stoned the prophets. She's the one that made you miserable. She's the one that killed your brothers and sisters and bludgeoned them. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. O heaven and you saints and apostles and prophets, for God. God has given judgment for you against her. And in her was found the blood of the prophets and the saints. In other words, they just kill these people anyway. And of all who have been slain on the earth, if you know Jesus... This is the best news in the whole world because this means as you see this system destroyed, you see another one rise up. Jesus is coming. The kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our God and His Christ and He shall reign forever. In other words, the kingdom that everyone now looks at and makes fun of us, who will look stupid in that day? You serve Jesus? Yes, I serve Jesus. Who's going to look like an idiot in that day? Come on. 
Finally, we will pay off. We, are, we have trusted Him through thick and thin. We've gone through things. And all of a sudden now, the, now He comes there and we see that the world system is destroyed and Jesus reigns forever and forever and forever. And He wins and we wins. Amen? And all who place their hope in Christ will not look stupid any longer. Hallelujah. So why is God holding back in closing? Why is he holding all this back? Why is some of this future, the completion of all this future, why is he holding it back? Well, First Peter, Second Peter tells us this, but do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards us, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He is beckoning people to him in grace, and that's what he's doing to you in this room today who are, who are scoffing and don't know him. He is beckoning to you. He is holding it back. One more hour. He is holding it back one more day, hoping that you will finally come to Him in grace and not be forced to bow your knee to Him one day. He is hoping that you will do it willingly and that you will come to Him. But the day of the Lord will come, if not like a thief in the night, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. In other words, there is coming a day when God will clean up all this whore's uh, mess. He will clean up all of her uh, abominations, all of her blasphemies. He will wipe off of the face of the earth, the Bible says, and the only thing that will remain is Him and the things that are in Him. And Jesus is coming back for His. And this, listen to what it says in Revelation 19. Getting a little bit ahead, but I want to leave you with this great hope. Look at what it says. And after this, I heard what seemed to be a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out, Hallelujah! 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 Maybe Rhett, maybe Rhett will be leading the charge. Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, for His judgments are true and they are just, for He has judged the great prostitute. Woo! who corrupted the earth with her immorality. He has avenged on her the blood of the servants. Once more they cried, Hallelujah! And the smoke from her goes up forever and ever. And the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God who was seated on the throne saying, Amen! Hallelujah! And from the throne came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you servants who will fear Him, both small and great. And then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude like the roar of many and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder crying out, Hallelujah! God's trying to tell us something because Amy and I didn't talk this morning. For the Lord our God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give Him glory for the marriage supper of the Lamb has come and His bride, all y'all that got such a problem with the church, His bride, the church of Jesus Christ, has made herself ready. He has made us right. Yes, she's got a lot of problems right now, but I got news for you. He gets her ready. The Holy Spirit gets her ready. The Holy Spirit gets her ready. His bride has made herself ready. And it was granted to her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. Jesus has won. 
The church is made beautiful. And you know how she's made beautiful? In my second closing. And I'm not offended anymore. I don't care if I got two more. She's made beautiful through trials. And she's made beautiful through struggles. Listen to what it says. James 1, 2. Count it all joy. I don't know why we can't do this. Count it all joy. Count it. Say it with me like Mr. Rogers. Count it all joy. My brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Do you want to make it to the end? you got to go through trials. Prosperity gospel will bypass you around those and you will crumble. The testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete. I want to be complete. Lacking in nothing. That's how He forms you and shapes you into the image of Jesus Christ. He allows you to go through various trials and testings. And that conforms us and transforms us and changes us and makes us perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And one day you'll stand there and say, it was all worth it. It was all worth it. Listen to what he says in Romans 5.3. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. Come on. I know I don't like them either, but I have to take them by faith. I'm not saying, look, I go by faith. I walk by faith. I don't believe it myself when my flesh starts screaming, but I have to clap and say, God, you know what you're talking about. This suffering that I'm going through is producing something. If I didn't, I'd jump off of a building, but I believe it's producing something far greater in me that is working something in me. Listen to what he says. It produces endurance. And then endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So as we endure, then we begin to start looking like Jesus. The more we start looking like Jesus the more we have hope and we learn to endure and we become faithful and we find hope and we find Jesus and we find the love of God poured into our heart and so God is using all of this to mold and make us into his great image and here's closing number three and I got four and the angel said unto me right blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the lamb and he said these are the words of God then I fell down at his feet to worship him but he said to me you must not do that I'm your fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy in other words this is about Jesus then I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and the one sitting on the white horse was called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war his eyes are like flames of fire and on his head are many diadems he has a name written that no one knows but he himself. He's clothed with a robe dipped in blood and the name by which is called the word of God. And the armies of heaven, all those who know Jesus, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, are following him on white horses. And from his mouth comes a sword, a sharp sword, which will strike down the nations. In other words, those that stood against him and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. And on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of 
of kings, Lord of lords. And then I saw an angel standing in the sun. This God has people so powerful that they can stand in the sun. And with a loud voice he called. And all the birds that fly directly overhead said, Come, gather for the great supper of God to eat the flesh of these kings that was with this whore. Come, bring them. The flesh of the captains and the flesh of the mighty men and the flesh of the horses and their riders and the flesh of all men, both free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth with the armies gathered to make war against him who was sitting on the horse and against his army. Everything that we talked about back in chapter 17. And the beast was captured and the false prophet was captured who is in the presence had done the signs by which deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped the image. These two were thrown alive in the lake of fire that burns with sulfur and all the birds of the flesh of the air gorged on their flesh. When all is done, we're finally going to learn what life was really meant to be. And God removes everything that's... This is so offensive to you. He's removing everything that's against Him. No, the false prophet, Satan, the beast, the prostitute... All who don't have their name in the Lamb's book of life. All who stand against God and want to fight against God. Everybody that comes against God, He is finally dealing with. And He is finally taking out of the way. And the world will finally be. And next week you're going to hear it. Man, the millennial reign. You are going to see something next week that is phenomenal. It is absolutely amazing when all this evil is gone. And when He takes Satan and binds him up for a thousand years. And the world changes dramatically. And we'll talk about that next week but people in this day there'll be no more work can you imagine what the earth's going to be like with no more worry no more okay wake up and you don't worry i come from a long line of worriers i do a lot of worrying that's this gray hair in my head i cannot imagine what it's going to be like to wake up and there to be no worry kelly no worry no more worry. I mean, the kids want to go out to play and you got to say watch out for snakes no put your hand in the snake nest It doesn't matter because the lion and the lamb are laying down. All these things. You never have to fear. You never have to worry. People authentically love each other. It's not any of this fake stuff where you come in, how you doing today? And it's just, you can tell all over their face. They got my mayonnaise look on their face. They don't really like you. It will be authentic love in that day. Authentic love. A world where Jesus reigns and where everything is right. So my call today is please don't buy into the lies of this world. I'm begging you. I'm begging you, young people. I'm begging you. I'm begging you, man. You are being filled with lies. Filled with lies. I mean left and right. This, this prostitute right now, this power is, is luring governments of the world under her control. She is luring your mind. And you know one, the ones I worry about the most right here are the ones that are tuning me out saying, yeah, the young people need to worry about that. I worry more for you. You are in the most dangerous place on the face of the earth. Some of the people who have served God the longest in this room are in the most dangerous place because you think, I'm fine. Nothing can get me. I stand queen. I'm like I'm like the America uh, we'll be we'll build and we'll rebuild bigger and we'll rebuild better and there's no mention of God anywhere and folks I'm telling you be careful that you stand take heed lest you fall 
This woman is powerful. She is seductive. She, she is. Why do you think the, the guys in the Word of God that penned this book kept saying, watch out for false prophets. Watch out for false prophets. Watch out for false prophets. Watch out for false teaching. Watch out in the last days for this. In the last days, there'll be seduction. There'll be sorcery. There'll be all of these things going on. Witchcraft. And it is prevalent out there. And it is saying, come, come. There's joy in this. Mom and daddy's religion, that old stuffy stuff, that's passe. That's gone. You don't need church anymore. Come over here. Come over here. Come on. Look at these gold trinkets, man. Look at this Buddha statue. Come on. I mean, it's just luring you in. Look at this new ageism. I'm done. I'm done. Father, we love you. God, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that, that, that you delayed your coming. I'm so glad that you delayed it past 1994. Because God, if you had not been long-suffering beyond 1994, my wife and I would be in hell. God, thank you that you, like Peter said, you, you, you're not slack concerning your promises, but you're long-suffering, desiring that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Lord, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. We're, we're, we're seeing in this book this, this, this tale of two cities, this tale of, 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 of two kingdoms. And God, one is leading to destruction, and it has all these characters, and another one, God, is eternal. And Father, the world is being duped so much right now. God, by this other system that's headed for ruin and devastation. In fact, so much so that you said, wide is the gate that leads to destruction. And many there be that go down that road. But narrow, straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. And few, few, few there be that find it. Lord Jesus, you are the way. You are the truth and you are the life. And no one comes to the Father but by you. And God, you do not want anyone to be deceived. You have given us the Scriptures. You have given us uh, the Holy Spirit to be poured out in this last hour, calling our sons and daughters, drawing them to you, luring them to God, trying to God. And, and Lord, you are, you, are, you are beckoning even right now with grace, with grace saying, come. Come, come to me. Come to me, all you uh, who are weary and heavy laden. Come to me. Come to me. I'll in no wise cast you out. And so, Lord, let people today decide today, God, that, that they no longer want to be under the kingdom of, of darkness. They no one longer want to be under the allurement of this world and this world's trinkets and pleasures. But they're ready to come out from her. Come out from her. Hopefully today they've seen a little bit about where she's headed. It's falling apart. The ship is falling apart, and it's going to eventually in the future crash and burn. And God, you're going to totally deal with this city called Babylon. And Lord, we just pray, God, this, this, this mother of harlots, this mother of prostitutes, God. We, we just, the, the one that Satan is using out there to allure the whole world, God. Lord, just help us to, to, to be part of your kingdom that is eternal, Lord. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah.